This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Joining me now on Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com is a, a very much a fixture that's been on the network many times. Consider a friend of the program, especially with Blunt Business and uh, our Green Peak Series. Uh, he was actually just on our Green Peak Series back in April. And last year at MJ Biz 2021, we featured him. And he's back to join us again. A lot of changes going on when it comes to licensing and a lot of new markets being set online with new legislation coming in. The elections, the midterm, seeing two more states now greenlit for adult use and other markets just getting themselves implemented. I'm here once again with the founder of Can Advisors, uh, Jay Zarkowski, once again, joining us on the program. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Brasco. Great to be here as always. It's always a good time. I'll tell you, there's so much going on. Where can I start? So uh, a couple of things. First of all, we're seeing uh, that Maryland and Missouri now have will legalize adult use cannabis. That's coming on the line. We now know that Alabama has now started accepting uh, applications. So now people can get into that first licensing cycle. You've been working on New York. That's what we talked about uh, with the tri-state area. Last time we spoke with you or Richard Zwicky talked to you on the Green Peak. Let's start with New York first. And we've had a lot of discussion from a lot of different people about who's been able to get licensing, the social equity issues, all the different varying factors. How's New York done so far in that licensing process? I know they had a couple of cycles so far. Yeah, New York's been interesting, right? I mean, what did, when did New York have its first medical run? I think it was 2015. They issued five licenses and then a year or two later, five more. So it's been a small program, but it's a program. It's better than nothing. Uh, so that medical program is chung, chugged along. And then the next thing that the state did was once they passed adult use is, uh, you know, trying to get up and running. The state says, okay, we have these existing hemp licensees. Uh, the existing hemp licensees that have actually grown hemp, we're going to reward them in a way, and they're going to be the first allowed to grow cannabis. So, right, there's been a bunch of folks this past year growing cannabis. Uh, there's been a harvest. I mean, most of that is in storage right now because there's not a whole lot of dispensaries open. So, uh, you know, next, the state says, okay, we're going to open, we're going to issue a first round of dispensary licenses, and those are going to folks that have been negatively impacted over the years in the war on drugs. So, if you had an arrest, uh, previous arrest for marijuana, 
Uh, and you could also show that you've since, you know, been able to run somewhat of a profitable business. You're first in line for a dispensary license. And I believe the first 36 or 38 of those have gone out. So, uh, it's a start. Uh, the broader program licenses for the masses are going to uh, be available next year. There's not going to be any limits at the state level. Uh, the state of New York is going to handle cannabis business licensing a lot like liquor licensing. Now let's go into Alabama. So now, uh, Legislators already passed medical cannabis uh, last year. Now they're going to start the licensing process and non-refundable application fee, $2,500 for any license type. Uh, license winners will be announced June of next year. And that Alabama, you said, is following other states. You told Cannabis Business Times that they're setting up a merit-based application process once requests are in. And they'll be looking for applicants within experience, with experience in the industry as well as access to capital in the more competitive market right now. And you said that, quote, they're looking for groups that are qualified that can execute and deliver value. So what you're seeing here, it, uh, obviously a trend. Uh, what do you think so far about the, the opportunities that are made available in that market? Well, you know, Alabama is certainly fascinating first and foremost because it's it's in the deep south, right? Yeah. You know, five years ago, if we were having this conversation, I'd be a little skeptical about Alabama. But listen, they're not alone down there, right? There's a number of states with a medical program. So it's great to see Alabama follow suit. Uh, the number of licenses initially, it's not going to be a big number. I think there's going to be two, uh, three full verticals if you count, count the social equity vertical. Another uh, dozen or so cultivation licenses and an equally small number of processing and dispensary licenses. So not a big program. It is going to be uh, limited licenses. So hyper competitive for those licenses. Well, like any other state, it's a start, right? It's better than it being illegal. It's better than people getting arrested. At a minimum, the the good folks of Alabama, if they have a bona fide medical condition, they can get a card and get access to, uh, to you know, to medicine that a lot of people need. I want to go and look forward now to where we are with existing markets, obviously with Cal- with Colorado and California. Colorado, you know very well. You uh, actually mentioned how... Uh, on your LinkedIn page, we were talking about two weeks ago, uh, your first dispensary being open in Colorado and for sale there 13 years later, California, they're doing a lot of things. And I want to point out something because I have them setting up an interview with uh, an environmental and compliance inspector in the city of Los Angeles. He actually reached out to me to put him on blunt business. So I'm going to ask him about this question. I want to actually get your take real quick. Uh, High Times reported that a majority of cannabis related initiatives were approved and they greenlit the possibility of 70 additional cannabis retail licenses. So this is down the line for certain states that, unlike New York or Alabama and other places, that they're going to go down the line and licensing is going to be a little bit more hard to come by. I want to just bring this up now. So Los Angeles is the most populated, obviously, and uh, voters approved 25 retail licenses with Measure C, uh, enacting taxes in unincorporated areas of the county, $10 per square foot for cultivators, a 6% tax on gross retail receipts, uh, 3% tax on distribution, 4% for manufacturing and other marijuana business facilities. So on the licensing, you just have all these extra taxes and all these extra add-ons to everything that's going on. And so I want to know what you think about this fact that when I ask this guest, I'm going to talk about how it's going to be compared to the, the existing business infrastructure that he has to have people comply to. But how much tougher does this make the licensing process now? Well, um, you know, first and foremost, the, the, the taxes that you just uh, laid out, it sounds like a lot of money, especially if we're yeah. talking about $10 a square foot for a cultivation facility. And there's already the big problem there with, um, um, you know, 
right? High taxes. So the black market out there continues to thrive. Right. I don't know how the situation is going to make it any better. Uh, in terms of a limited number of licenses available in LA, um, I don't even know how many licenses they have right now, but uh, if it's limited, you know, just by, uh, by, by default, it makes it competitive. And, you know, at the end of the day, right, when the, when the county or the city of Los Angeles is, issues those licenses, you have the haves and the have nots, the winners and the losers. People that don't get the licenses are always happy. And it, we've seen it now place to place, state to state. Those uh, losing groups sue, you know, delays the program. I don't know how anybody wins. I don't either. But it's like we're California. Listen, I understand the governor wants more than a billion dollars in tax revenue every year. That was made clear. And he's made some you know, gestures, obviously, symbolically to say, well, we're going to allow interstate commerce once legalization is you know, allowed federally. Things like that. But it's still in all these markets, it's, it's nickel and diming everyone. And then, like you said, the illicit market has not gotten under control. The, the Bureau of Cannabis Control the law enforcement that's able to go in there and they can go ahead and knock down as many illegal grows as possible. It still doesn't stop everything. And these are the kind of things that we have to follow what's going on where California is the largest market. Sure. Not every market is going to be that size, but the licensing issues and the issues going on going forward that continue to handicap the growers over there, which is why they have to always go ahead and find their ways to go ahead and as MSO, Branch out to other markets because you just can only do so much in California. They're hampered. They have to be there. But I feel like other states, they have to keep themselves very cognizant of what's going on in markets like Colorado, which is probably doing much better than California. But those are two markets, very tail two cities. And all these other markets need to kind of keep an eye on what everybody else is doing, including Canada. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, Colorado's tough right now. It's supply and demand, right? Simple. Uh, you know, Colorado for years had the benefit of being one of the only places in, in the world, really, uh, where people could come and, and, and buy cannabis, package it up, and take it home. Uh, well, uh, people have other options now, right? I think Oklahoma, with their thousands of licenses, uh, have probably replaced Colorado to some degree as being a place where folks come and assemble pounds and take them home. Uh, so it's a tough market here in Colorado as well. People are, uh, are going out of business here. Amazing. The other thing I want to ask about that you brought up, uh, it's on your blog at uh, thinkcana.com. Think, C-A-N-N-A.com. Uh, you talked about uh, the, uh, the opportunities for employee retention credits. 
part of the CARES Act. And you make mention of that companies can typically see between ten and fifteen thousand dollars per employee and the application process and trying to go ahead and get that sizable check that's supposed to be coming back to you. And you talked about benefits that people should go and learn about when it comes to how the ERC program applies to cannabis businesses, plant touching and ancillary, uh, benefits form of actual funds to you, not a tax credit. Uh, I feel like there's something maybe that's something that people are not very aware of, but go ahead and, you know, open the eyes to our audience about uh, where you're going with employee retention credit. Sure. So this is something that most of us in the industry uh, have heard about from time to time over the last six months. I know that we here at Canada, we're getting LinkedIn messages, emails, phone calls. And yeah. what what's our first reaction, right? It sounds pretty shady. Not not only do I not know these people, but the whole idea of free money. How often does that happen in this industry? <laughs> Come on. Right? right. It can't be. True. The government's going to give us money. <laughs> can't be true. But um, I finally ran across a guy that I've known for years and I trust. And I'm like, all right. He told me about it. Um, you know, he asked me if I could help uh, refer folks over to him. I said, I'll tell you what, let me go through the process first with Can Advisors. If it goes smooth and it's all legit, I'd be happy to send people your way. So we did. And Can Advisors is in line now to get back a significant six-figure return. So I feel it's, uh, if nothing else, it's my duty, Roscoe, is, uh, is an advocate in this industry to spread the word uh, far and wide. Every cannabis business with at least, you know, five or more employees should absolutely be applying for this because, you know, we've been, you know, we've been hurt by government uh, over the years. I mean, 280E and, you know, everything else, you know, if this is a benefit that we could actually take for the first time, every cannabis business needs to, uh, needs to look into this. And I've made the offer if, I mean, there's a lot of firms doing it, you know, some uh, more reputable than others. And the offer that I've made, if, if anybody, need, you know, go after it no matter what. And if anybody needs a referral, I'm happy to make referrals. Yep. And with that said, now, uh, for those that are looking to go and enter the new markets, whatever size, whether it's a social equity uh, licensee or whatnot, uh, what are the markets that are, for those that are looking to go and expand to new markets in the new states, you're working through 31 of them now. Uh, where is the most concentration of your efforts are right now? Besides the fact you've set up shop in New York earlier this year, where else are you looking at now? You know, really the Northeast still. Um, and yes, we opened an office in New York. I moved my number one guy out there, Bob Wagner. Um, you, know, you put Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey together. You know, you have more people in all of California, and there's barely any kind of an adult use market out there right now. I mean, Pennsylvania is still medical, although now that there's really a, a strong Democratic uh, government there, we do expect Pennsylvania to hopefully go wreck at some point soon as well. Right. But, um, you know, there's tons of licensing opportunities in New York and New Jersey, and they're not limited. Uh, it's a lot like liquor licensing, you know. You can't just walk in and get a license. You have to show that you have, you know, some real estate and you have some ability and there is an application, but so much opportunity in the Northeast right now for, you know, not everyone's going to, going to win, right? People will open businesses and fail just like any other industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but for those that want to, you know, really work hard and do a good job and hang in there and more importantly, delight the customer, uh, you know, there, there, there are opportunities there and opportunities to build businesses and, you know, have exits that, uh, you know, benefit one's family for years to come. Benzinga recently put an article out, and they were talking about the best cannabis consulting companies. And for business development, Benzinga deemed Canna Advisors. And they make mention of that. Uh, you've helped Colorado and cannabis entrepreneurs create their revolutionary cannabis legislation as the industry expanded, so did the company. And that you've become a dedicated mentoring, investing, and advocacy firm, excelling in consultancy for comprehensive business 
development. With that distinction, you're also operating in 31 states, Puerto Rico, Guam, also having a presence in Europe and Canada. Uh, before I go, I want to make mention, I actually just talked to somebody right now that's uh was operating here in the States and now has expanded into Portugal, opening up a new facility out there, 4,000 square meters. We know Germany has just now greenlit for cannabis, or at least now making the entry into cannabis legalization there. Uh, well, that's a, what can you tell me about what you've learned about in Europe so far and the opportunities of having, you know, more presence there that we might get the legalization and then licensing comes after that. I mean, in my opinion, Europe has been somewhat of a slow roll. Some of the larger, more populous companies really you know, haven't jumped on board yet, but uh, it, it is beginning, certainly. Um, I, I take the UK, for example. I'm going to start with the UK because, uh, you know, I speak English, and for the most part, oh, yeah. they speak English over in the UK, although it's a little different sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, if I remember, you get 65, 70 million people in the UK, and um they don't even barely have a medical program, Roscoe. I was there three years ago and I says, oh, how many patients do you have? And they're like 75. And I said, ah, 75,000? That's not bad. And they're like, no, Jay, 75. Oh, my God. Uh, that was three years ago. And I don't think it's a bigger number now. Germany, um, again, another, another populous country, um, and they're going down the path. They're not there yet. But, you know, we've done a little bit of international work, but my philosophy has always been, there's plenty. There's plenty to do here in the states, right? Plenty to do here. Right. Uh, there's no shortage of workforce. But um, I do have a gentleman on my team, Brian, who's from Germany and speaks fluent German. So I think there's an opportunity for us there. And I always got my eye on the UK. And if there are uh, solid business opportunities in other countries in Europe, uh, we certainly would take a look at them. Fantastic. So once more, the website is Think. Canna.com, think C A N N A.com. And for people that want to go ahead and work with you, Jay, and your team, uh, you know, most importantly, what they, what they should be prepared to go in, uh, they should have up front before they go ahead and reach out to your company to go in for your, for your consultancy and to get into that licensing process in whichever state they prefer. Yeah, we, we do a lot of business development work, business planning, financial models, and of course, applications. You know, if, if I were to ask folks to have one thing figured out, uh, before they reach out, out to us is at least know what's going on in their own state, right? You know, those that have, that have at least done some research and understand what the opportunities are in, in a given state, um, you know, that's always appreciated. We do have a lot of folks that reach out that uh, don't, don't seem to have, um, you know, they haven't seemed to do much research on their own. Right. Fantastic. Again, Jake Zarkowski, founding partner of Can Advisors. As always, always glad to have you on the show. Thanks for being back on with us. Good to be here, man. Hopefully I'll see you soon in Florida. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.